We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. The general consensus is like, come on, it's a calf strain. Like, right. walk it off. Right. Eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined tonight by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath. If it feels like we're rushing through a little bit tonight, it's because JD is glued to his TV watching the Penguins in Game 7, and Skylar and I didn't even realize hockey was still going on. Um, but, guys, we're going to talk soccer tonight. We were discussing this just before the podcast. Douglas Costa has been pulled from the Brazil Copa America team, and Kaká is taking his spot, um, which I would assume means he leaves immediately because matches start next week. Um, so there went that double game week that we were all very excited about. Uh, JD, do I remember that you didn't bring Kaká in? Yeah, big boost for those of us who uh, were driving home from work late and didn't weren't able to make their transfers. <laughs> Couldn't get Kaká in, so I'm pretty excited about that. 
Um, I wish he would have missed a couple more penalties, but he he did. Despite the missed penalty, he ended up having a, a pretty good game. It was okay. I think he got six FMLS points. <clears throat> uh, so I think that's yeah. right. I assume most people captained him too, just because I'm not sure who else you would captain if you went with a double game week guy. But Skyler, I'd I'd like to give you some props too. I believe I saw that you are tied for the seventh highest score this week already, um, because I think you had everybody who scored yesterday. Yeah, it worked out all right with the. I think we talked about me wild carding last week, so it panned out. I was able to pick up a bunch of union guys, namely Tranquillo Barnetta and Chris Pontius. And then uh, this week I was able to pick up uh, Kaka and Laren, which obviously was hoping for a little bit more from Kaka, but I'll, I'll take the six points and uh, try to deal with the fact that he won't get to feast on NYCFC this weekend. Did you. Uh, grab Sapong as well or no? No, because I had uh, Via and Giovinco. Uh-huh. I wanted I wanted Via um, for next round since he's actually playing, and then I just you know I always want the Giovinco factor to sure. be in there. Sure, sure. All right, let's um, jump right into these this week's games. Um, let's so, skip the Friday game. It sucks. Um, well, <laughs> the only thing we should say about the Friday game is that Bill Hamid is going to start. That's right, and Graham um, Zusi isn't available. And Zusi is out, right? Although. Um, and um, Espinoza is out as well. Uh, he was suspended for... Mustavar is probably Mustavar out. is out as well. So um, it seems like if you ever wanted to convince yourself that DC is decent enough on the road, this would be it. Hopefully Espindola starts because he hasn't in a while and Sabarillo is gone. Um, I think that yeah, might be... And Acosta Espindola would be obviously a... gone. Yeah, Acosta Spindola, interesting connection, I think, if Acosta even touches the field after last week. Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to say it's all in the past, but I think everybody knows that's never all in the past. Yeah, I mean, DC United's only chance of being a, a competitive team this year is to get Acosta kind of firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. So, And Skyler, if um, if you play that Friday slate, are you all over Lawrence Olam? <laughs> <laughs> No, but I am all over uh, Madronda again. If he mm-hmm. if he starts at left back, he's been putting up the points and still a good value. So, uh, yeah, I'd play. I'd probably play uh, Madronda. I'm, I'm not sure if I'd play Olam. <laughs> I, if you told me that there was a tab on your computer from the MLS uh, store of a Madronda jersey, you just haven't hit like submit yet. I would believe you. <laughs> it's, Only a, it's, crazy. it's crazy how good he's been, though. It's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you play Friday Slate, just realize that everybody's going to have Madronda. Literally everybody. Mm. So it might, might be a nice twist to go without him, particularly since he's a midfielder. And, I mean, you're you're buying a fullback. So he's been fine, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not going all in on Madronda if I pray, play the Friday Slate. Yeah. Well, it's it's uh, an eight-game slate, I think. The, yeah. The Friday, so... You should be able to find a decent number of alternatives, but you're yeah, right. yeah, and it's paired with last night's slate too. So oh, is it? Yeah, it was Why paired not? with the when there's a Wednesday Friday slate. So there's still I had a couple of entries in that, and there's still a few open spots on my roster, and he's definitely within uh, the price range that I, I need to fill. Mm-hmm. So he's on my radar. Okay. okay. Yeah. One more note. Uh, I guess Brad Davis is probably set to take corners with Zusi out, so that that might yep. be a good play. And Jordi Cantilla is twenty nine hundred mm-hmm. as well. He might step in there. Yeah, he got recalled yeah. from his loan in the middle of nowhere, wherever he was. 
Yeah, I think it'll be Davis. He killed it last game, too. He hit, like, over 20 points. I don't think he had a goal or assist, so wow. he's definitely worth a look. Okay, okay. Um, moving to Saturday, it's a little bit of a later um, Saturday. First game is 6 o'clock Eastern. Vancouver hosting Houston. Uh, Vancouver is missing a number of guys, namely uh, Christian Bolaños, I think, is the biggest one, although um, Blas Perez. Perez, who I doubt would have started. It sounds like Octavio Rivera's ankle is not going to hold him out again, but I feel like we just never know with that guy. Um, yeah, they're also missing Kendall Waston. I was going to say Kendall Waston also. And so. uh, Pamadou Ka looked atrocious yeah. last match. They might not even play him. They might have Jacobson Yeah, I, I read that today, and, yeah. And Tim Parker. But the good news is they're hosting a Houston side that just canned their coach, sort of. <laughs> sort of. He just decided he didn't want to coach them anymore, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> and the coach they're probably going to hire, Wilmer Cabrera, coached Cuba Torres at Chivas USA mm. when he had, I, I believe it was a 17-goal season, his rookie year. Um, so Will Bruin, the coach killer, might be on the outs. <laughs> Somehow yeah, I don't know the Giles Bruin Barnes out though. Yeah, I was gonna say Barnes out. Bruin somehow just missed that call up to the uh, <laughs> national team. So people were actually talking about that early in the season. What a joke! <laughs> uh, well, you know, once Josie went down, no. Yeah, these first two games we're talking about are a complete dumpster fire. <laughs> but there should be. I mean, Takara's got to be the best player in this game, right? I yeah, love Takara this week. Yeah, yep. yeah, I like him a lot too. Yeah, I mean, these two games might be fine for fantasy value. Just into, If you want to watch a game this weekend, I wouldn't cue these ones up. <laughs> yeah, you got Kakuta Mane. Uh, I think Pedro Morales will yep. be a decent play. So, yeah, I like some of the plays in this game. Yeah, Mane could really feast on uh, Houston. It's really incredible what Morales has been able to do this season just from the penalty spot. That's all it is. It, yeah, no. every single one. It's, it's incredibly uh, annoying. <laughs> and he's priced just enough to where you just at the right price range where you actually have to think about him too, even though that's all his upside has been. Right. Um, it used to be more than that, but that's really all it's been this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's just because Takara and Bolaños are just dominating the ball? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. they've got the lion's, lion's share of the uh, free kicks and corner kicks and uh, Vancouver's just not good up the middle either. I mean, they, and I think it's partially because of Morales. It's partially because of the forward play, but I really think Morales is, doesn't have a, he doesn't fit this team, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Uh, I don't, he's kind of one of those guys that may not fit any team. <laughs> uh, kind of like maybe mixed discrewed. They're not the same player, but I mean, Morales doesn't play great defense, but he's not like a guy that's really pressing the attack athletically so he's kind of just kind of floats around and they have such speedy wingers it's it's tough to use morales mm-hmm. yeah that's uh that's a he's point. a great passer probably one of the best long ball players in the entire league that only gets you so far unfortunately yeah especially in fantasy right but the he's good from the penalty spot right <laughs> and he can hit free kicks really well when he's on his game when they're from the penalty spot yeah <laughs> <laughs> that too um, let's move on. Seven o'clock is the Red Bulls hosting the Javinkos. Here's a game. Yeah, we. Um, so the Red Bulls uh, are missing nobody, as as far as I can. I mean, nobody really of, of substance. I think Kmart Lawrence actually is the only one that um, that you'd 
consider playing that isn't going to be there. But, um, you know, you still get everyone else you'd consider and clutched in BWP. Um, well, there's a there's a strong argument that both Kleshton and Dax McCarty should be missing. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I understand the the Kledgen. I don't think McCarty's ever really going to be close. Although Kledgen had his shot, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't very good. Yeah. I mean, around the same time as Failhopper, but right. players players can grow. I mean, it's ridiculous that they're judged based on what they did four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was listening. That's what Will Bruin quick, keeps saying. Right. <laughs> Quick shout to, uh, I was listening to the American Soccer Analysis podcast, and they were talking about how poor our chance creation is in the midfield, and they were going through all of our midfielders, Bedoya, Bradley, Nagby, um, and Polisic, and I mean, all of them at their clubs are creating like 1.6 or less chances per game, which is, they're defining as like a shot based off one of their passes. Mm-hmm. Kleshin is creating 4.1. He oh. almost has as much as all of them combined. Mm-hmm. Sure and I mean, I'm not saying that... MLS yeah, I'm not... <laughs> right, I'm not saying that Kleshin is like better than Bradley or Nagby, but I think there's an argument to be made that he, he deserves a shot in mm-hmm. the national team again. Because, yeah. yeah, our midfield, when we played Jermaine Jones and Bradley, sorry, but we're not creating chances from the center of the pitch. No. And that's kind of what the best soccer teams do. Yeah, they looked much better yesterday. Um, in the second half. In the second yeah. half, Nagby and Pulisic and Bedoya. Oh, you still pronounce it like a snob. What is it? Well, he's come out and said he wants to be called Pulisic. Pulisic. All right. I yeah, can go which with is that. like the Americanized pronunciation. Oh, okay. Since he's an American. Yeah, it should be Pulisic. But... Um, I love that he wears number 17. And he is 17. Right, that he is 17. Like I, <laughs> it's the only thing that I can think of when I'm watching him that I just like can't fathom being 17 in that situation. It's just... Uh, it's yeah, he's, he's really stepped into the shoes pretty big, yeah. and I hope that Klinsman doesn't ruin him. <laughs> he, uh, I believe they said if he had scored last night, he'd be the youngest American to ever score uh, an international ma- uh, goal. And the guy who currently has the record, um, I'll segue into the next game, as unless you guys think there's somebody other than Javinko to play from Toronto. Um, no. Are you and to fall into the I, Endo Babuli trap. I would hesitate on Javinko this week. Yeah. The the one reason to take him extra is because he's pissed he didn't make the Italy Euro squad, mm-hmm. and that's probably going to keep him in my lineups. <laughs> But uh, if this was like a regular Javinko week without the motivation, I mean, playing at Red Bulls is not an easy game, and they're playing really well, obviously. I'm pretty sure it was last season his his first bad game was at the Red Bulls when they realized they all they had down. to do was basically just push him around. And, and the first game of this season, I believe, Toronto yep. was visiting Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Javinko was quiet for 80 minutes, and then I think he had a, he had a, a penalty. Goal. Yeah. You went Pedro Morales so. style. Um, so jumping in the next game has the guy who has who is the youngest player, I believe, if I heard this correctly, the youngest player ever to score for the U.S. is Juan Agudelo, who um, is going to start on a roll mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, he looks very good, um, and and getting to the point where is he good enough that you never really have to buy Kai Kamara because you can buy Agudelo and make up for it elsewhere. Uh, I think the sample size is too small right now to determine that. Like in terms of both of them playing together, mm-hmm. 
Uh, Agadella is probably not going to win you tournaments more than once or twice a year. Kai Kamara is probably going to win you five or six more tournaments at wow, least. That many. I mean, he's going to get a brace probably three or four times this year, almost guaranteed. Okay. It's, I mean, just getting service from Lee Wynn on headers alone uh, and then add in, you know, some good goals once he gets some chemistry. I think Kai Kamara is still going to push 20 goals this year. I mean, what's he have now? Four or five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he has five goals this year. So we're, what, a third of the way through the season? We are, roughly. Yeah, so 20 is definitely not out of the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, I'm not completely all in on Agudelo, but I I am going to consider him this weekend. Um, I think for me, if you take away his goals and assists, then there's not much else there. So if he doesn't hit the score sheet, you're going to be struggling. Um, His price is definitely still to where you you have to consider him just because of how hot he's been. Um, He has been getting goals and assists, so um, he's definitely going to be a a guy in the price range that I'm looking at. But yeah, Kai Kamara is definitely... Uh, more upside if he doesn't score then he still has the ability to to get you like 15 to 20 points just from shots and and some of the other scoring categories so um, that's what I like about Kai over Agudelo but definitely uh, definitely like what Agudelo has been doing with Kai involved now yeah I think the two of them probably benefit Lee win the most yeah, he's probably underpriced at this point at 6700 and that's kind of where my next question was like does Wynn's ability to set those guys up give him enough exposure to the revolution attack? Like, I I hate to, for it to constantly sound like ways to not have to buy Kamara, but did it, I, I feel like the, the braces that you get from him aren't enough, meaning they don't happen enough to think that you need to take him over win or some of the other guys well they happened enough last year mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of times last year we were talking like you have to have kai you have to have javinka yeah but yeah. i i agree this year i think it's actually just the smarter thing to do you're de-risking your lineup when you don't get kamara but you just get win for the exposure right because he could set up kamara he could set up Agadello, or he could, you know, he gets the crossing points, he gets the free kicks, unless Kamara's greedy. And, uh, yeah, I think you're spot on. Win is pretty much just a great way to get exposure to the revs, and unless you want to double down, look, just move elsewhere. And what's yeah. what's the right price to get you guys back in on Chris Tierney? <laughs> Maybe if, like he were, if he were 5000 5, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just it's such a high price to pay. Is he, is he even is he over six thousand now? Or is he still fifty nine hundred? Yeah, he's still at fifty nine. I mean, yeah, especially that's... when Jimmy Madronda is so much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Two thousand bucks cheaper. I'll take that all day. But uh, that's a midfield play too. So, mm. um, how about I saw Hercules Gomez bitching on Twitter today? Well, sorry, complaining on Twitter <laughs> today about a having to fly five and a half hours to play a game. Like, be happy you have a job, buddy. I was going to say, he's going to start, right? Yeah, yeah. it's MLS, too. I mean, that's probably one of the shorter flights. Like, is that, I mean, I guess that's what he's flying cross-country from Seattle. Well, New yeah, I was going to say, it's I mean, five and a half there. Flight. It's going to be seven back. Where's the <laughs> yeah, flight to, what's the flight to Orlando like? Let's see what he tweets out there. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, actually, this game's going to be rough for Seattle because I think Joven Jones might have to play attacking wing. Yeah, sounds like 
they're going to have some bits and pieces everywhere. Because Nelson Valdez out, Clint Dempsey out. Uh, who else am I missing? Anybody? I mean, those are two big ones, obviously. Oh, oh yeah. Alex Anderson, I believe. Uh oh. Sometimes a winger. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kai's due for a big breakout. He's he's ready for his big breakout with the Revs. So yeah. Chad Marshall, I think, is not going to play. Also, which Ooh, that's opens huge up tomorrow. Because, yeah, he's like their biggest defender aerially. Yeah. Um. So Kai could be in for in for a huge game. I also like Bobby Shuttleworth in this one a lot. So does that mean you guys are staying away from uh, even shits? Yeah, I think so. Nope. Skyler's <laughs> I'm not. I'm still on him. He's still if he if he starts, which I'm gonna watch and see because I guess they'll be playing on turf. I don't know if they're still if Seattle's trying to still be cautious. No, they even play. shits they is an turf, actual. Though. Even shits is an actual man. He's not gonna <laughs> steal the game because of turf like Drogba. Not or that I would. <laughs> I would never tell Drogba he's not a man to his face. But mm-hmm. Obviously, what about Diaz last weekend. Yeah, what a Mario Diaz. That's frustrating, but hey. I mean, even shits is going to take corners, but are, is Seattle going to earn more than like four corners this game? Um, that's my issue. But my other thought was just like how poor New England has been defensively. I mean, obviously Seattle's attack isn't up with uh, D- uh, Dallas's, although Dallas didn't really have their A guys last week when they scored four on them. So yeah, that's a I good. Don't know. Point. That's why I'm. That's why I'm so hesitant about somebody like Shuttlesworth. Yeah, and Acosta, uh, Kellen Acosta was taking corners and set pieces for Dallas. He ended up with like 23 or 24 points, mm-hmm. had a couple of nice assists. I know they, I think one at least came from open play, but um, that might be some of what you're looking at with the even shits is that 20-point upside against uh, that back line of New England. And don't forget Tesho Jovinko over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though, if – they're allowing a bunch of shots. That's almost good for your fantasy keeper. It's like a tough balance to strike Yeah. because you want all the save points. So as long as Seattle doesn't get a dangerous chance, which I think is highly possible, then, mm. then uh, I think Shuttleworth is going to be a good play. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. I got a split for the Pens game. But <laughs> good, good luck this weekend. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. For, good luck uh... to your Pens. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'll see you guys on Twitter. <laughs> Peace. Hockey. <laughs> Have fun watching guys beat each other up. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's too bad that he doesn't get to defend himself a little more. But is there anybody else, like you looking at Freiburg or? I thought I had a great play with Jordan Morris last week when, uh, as like a revenge to Klinsman, but that didn't turn out so well. Hmm. Um. I might look at Hurt Gomez again. Yeah. I know that didn't work out last week, but I think. Definitely with the even shits coming back, that makes me hesitate a little bit more on Gomez. But Dempsey gone, then four thousand bucks. He's going to be probably one of their go tos along with Morris. So he's, I think he's a little bit cheaper than Morris. Yeah, Kovar's um, upside seems a little too sl- too low for me because I assume he could start since uh, you know Dempsey and Valdez are off the front line. Yeah, but he's really cheap too. He so is really cheap. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that was. He's thirty three hundred, and he was see, he started so, in the front three last week. Like it was the, that's what it was. It was, or maybe it was Morris, Kovar, and Dempsey last week. Right, and he got. It looks like he only ended up on three points, but yeah. the weeks before that, he or I guess the couple of times he started before that, he hit twelve, 
and 11. So yeah, those were the talking about like even shits. Yeah. Even shits was out. I think that's when he was splitting the corners. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 65 and 64 minutes in those games too. Like the, the per minute stats are pretty good for him, but I don't know that price. 3,300 is Yeah. It's hard to pass up, but I'll probably on the road. I don't know if I'll go with a guy like Kovar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll probably stay away. Um, Let's move on to Kamara's X team. The, the crew are hosting RSL. Um, RSL is has most of their attacking guys, if I'm um, reading this correctly, the kind of the guys that we've been plugging um, a lot this season. So Plata, uh, Burrito Martinez, Mavsissian, I think is still around. Um, and Columbus, I mean, they're another one. I guess they don't lose too many. Uh, they obviously have the other Kamara, not Kai, but... Um, do you see anyone in this game that you like? I guess I, I was kind of drawn to Corey Ash last week and assume he'll be in my lineup if he starts again, just because at, uh, you know, 3,100, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Ash at that price. Uh, he'll probably definitely be a shoe in to start with a full missing. Yeah. I think a full has gone for international yeah, duty already this weekend. Yep. So, um, yeah, Ash is a great value play. Um, always, you know, strong getting up and down the wings. So he's on my radar. Um, Iguain, of course, and even uh, Justin Miram's been putting up some pretty good numbers lately. So I think those are the the main three from the crew that I'm looking at. And then as far as RSL go, I mean, I've always been a huge proponent of Javi Morales. He's just not putting up the numbers for yeah for. Uh, you know, seven thousand bucks. I'd probably rather pay up two hundred more for Iguain at home. So I don't know. I mean, I might try to see if any other values pop out from that game, but that's about it for me. Maybe Plata. Um, we might see I Jordan think, Allen get a run. Yeah, if Jordan Allen gets a run, then I'll consider him. Um, if he's playing up top, maybe I don't know if I'm going for him on the wing. I like Demar Phillips on the wing, but I don't think he's been starting lately. Yeah, he's been kind of hit or miss in, in terms of getting in the lineup. But yeah, I totally agree with you about uh, Morales. That um, that's just such a high price to pay for. I mean, you're you're paying for upside, but you're not getting any floor comfort. Um, yeah, it's been right at about ten lately, and that's just for seven thousand. You're you're hoping for much more than that, right? Right. I just remember. Um, and I guess it was against Houston, so it's not like it was that crazy. But he had 22 points. I'm looking, no goal or assist. And like since that game, I was like, oh, he's, I'm all in on Javi Mo. And maybe I just cursed him because he's just been off. Well, yeah, he's been, just been pretty bad. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's definitely got the ability to to produce, but I don't know what if it's just maybe with Plata in the mix now and. Because uh, last season it seemed like Plata was in and out of the lineup a bunch, mm-hmm. and Morales had a lot more responsibility as far as like set pieces and stuff. But Plata's kind of filled in here and there on some of that, and I don't know. Feels like it might have taken away a little bit of Morales' fantasy upside. For sure, yeah. It seems like his price should be swapped with Piatti's. Um, yeah, because at least Piatti's um, delivering a little more often. Um, in fact, we can head right over to that game. Piatti's at 6,300. Montreal's home against L.A. Uh, the Galaxy are will be without Keane and Zardes. 
um, which are two pretty pretty big pieces of the attack. Uh, Montreal may get Drogba back. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be questionable. Uh, I feel like every time we've said he's been questionable this year, he starts and plays 90, so it makes me feel a little bit better. But uh, Scores like two goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of... I think Drogba might be my favorite play from this game. Is that crazy? No, if he starts, it's not crazy at all. Uh, I think LA at Montreal, I think Montreal could look at this game as like a statement type game. Mm -hmm. Um, And without Keane and without, uh, you know, Zardes isn't as much of an impact player, but without those two, I think that definitely takes away from their attack. And if Montreal is able to, to uh, snag a goal or two, then yeah, I think that they could come out of this with a with a convincing win. And I think Drogba, if he starts, will be involved. I think Piotti could be involved. And uh, those are probably my top two plays from the game. Um, really liked uh, seeing Ontiveros start last game too. That was mm-hmm. nice. He didn't really provide much other than the assist, but um, if he keeps getting starts, then he's going to be a guy to watch. Yeah, do you I guess think... he had six fouls drawn. It's kind of... Yeah, there. for sure. Do you think they, because um, they've been using kind of the Drogba-Adoro combo up top when Drogba's fit, um, but it doesn't seem worth it to pay down for Adoro. I mean, you're saving like, I think it's 1600 is the difference between them, but um, do you think you get enough upside with Adoro to, to not just try to pony up that money? No, I think you gotta. If Drogba's starting, you've gotta try to find a way to get him in. If you're really wanting to play a forward from this game, then Drogba's the guy. I think Odura is strictly a tournament play, or possibly a homer play. If you're an impact fan, <laughs> um, there's really no way that I I would probably play Odura against the Galaxy unless uh, you know one of those two reasons. It just really felt like making a differential play. Or I was an impact fan, so <laughs> that's about the only re- my reasoning there. Yeah. Uh, any defenders in this game you like? I think Ayango's gone. Um, Is he gone? I thought uh, I thought he might be a, be hanging around. I don't know if he's. Oh, okay. I'll have to double check on that. I thought I heard I saw that he was gone because they. Uh, I guess he's Cameroon. They play on mon- yeah, they play on Monday. Okay. So I guess he could fit in the game unless they want to get him in time. It's a the Monday one is a friendly. I feel like with these kind of breaks, they shouldn't be able to pull them for friendlies. But after that, they've got a Africa Cup of Nations qualifier. So yeah, if he's still around, then I do like him, um, especially with like guys like a fool Harrison, a fool are gone is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like Robbie Rogers has been doing pretty decent for the Galaxy. Um, he's been playing, seems like a little bit more advanced and maybe he'll play even more advanced with, uh, Keen and Zarda's gone. So he's a guy that I like, um, other than those two. Think about Mike McGee at all. Yeah. Yeah. As a midfielder, then yeah, I like Mike McGee. I'm, I'm curious as to who will uh, be taking most of the set pieces with Keen gone now, which is kind of weird. I wasn't expecting Keen to <laughs> yeah. be taking set pieces as it is, but. Um, with him gone, it, it'll either be, I guess, him, Dos Santos, or uh, Gerard. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Keen, if uh, McGee starts, then I wouldn't be surprised if he took the majority of set pieces. If you so, knew it was Gerard, would you take him at sixty one hundred? 
Uh, it's a tough one. I mean, Gerard hasn't been bad fantasy wise. He's I guess he's hovering close to double digits, which you need a little bit more than than that if you're paying sixty one hundred. Um, I'm probably staying away from Gerard. I might consider McGee because he's a, like a thousand bucks less. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I would much prefer McGee at forty nine than than Gerard at um, sixty one. So right. Yeah, I don't know. I just um, I feel like kind of what you said at the beginning of of I think this is kind of a statement game for Montreal and it may make me just kind of fade the galaxy completely just I don't know there's yeah you... they're in a good spot to make it happen I mean without mm-hmm. some of their best players uh, it could yeah it could work out for the impact yeah I may grab Donadell again I feel like he's been a pretty steady player in my lineup but what is he now? Forty two hundred. I mean, he's taken the the corners. I feel like that's a decent price for a guy that, in a game that I think should go one, you know, relatively one sided. Yeah. We'll have to see. Uh, yeah, the odds have them. They're one of the lower favorites of the week, actually. So maybe there's some love still for uh, Gerard. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, let's move on to a game that won't be quite as exciting. Portland at Chicago. Um, Portland's. Also missing, I think um, Adi's still out. <clears throat> and um, they've got kind of pieces missing all over the place, but Diego Valeri is still there. He's the most expensive midfielder this week as he's been for quite a while. He's at 8,800. Do you think that's worth it on the road against Chicago? Yeah, I think so. He's been really consistent hitting. Well, he's hit 22 points in three straight games, so mm-hmm. that's that's consistency to a T right there. Um, on the road at Chicago, I still think Chicago, Chicago. They're still a vulnerable team, and uh, yeah, I would pay 8,800 for Valeri uh, okay. at Chicago. And is there anyone else in Portland that you'd really consider? Probably not. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think Chicago actually still like some of their options. So I was on them last week, but I know uh, Akam was a huge letdown since he was uh, mm-hmm. ruled out. But he's definitely a guy that I'm looking at at 6,300. You know, we we're talking about uh, Pata and I think Oduro. They're about in that same price range. But Akam's that guy for me. If you're going to take a forward in that 6,000 6, to 6,500 price range, then Akam is definitely. Uh, the guy that I'm taking there. Yeah. I really like Brandon Vincent at 3,200. Yeah. Vincent, he's, I think he's still taking some corners for mm-hmm. him. So anytime you can get a defender that's taking corners and that's definitely a, a nice little bonus for sure. Um, Ramos is probably one of my top defenders this week. He had 14 points last game, his third game in a row that he's had 10 points or more and 4,200 still very affordable. So, um, and he hasn't had an assist or a goal, and he's he's still getting the crosses, winning tackles, interceptions, taking a couple of shots here and there. So his upside's pretty big, I think, and um, I still think he's kind of low-owned in some of these contests, so I'm, I still like him this week. Yeah, the nice thing that we saw about um, Chicago last week is they had a number of guys um, play really well. I mean, we saw um, Gilberto, Arturo Alvarez. I mean, they all... Um, went for double digits. Those two were uh, over 20, but they only scored once. So it's like you get some really good peripheral points out of these guys. Um, if that's the case, do you like somebody like Jake Gleason? B- 
because he, you know, he's priced as a road keeper. Uh, but we know Chicago, you know, you can still take the Chicago guys because they don't necessarily need to score in order to give you some fantasy value. But then you can take the, you know, you get the, the road price keeper at 3500 Um Although I'm still... Yeah. I see where you're going with I still, it. I, mean, I, I just had I, to scroll all the way down to 2600 to find Sean Johnson, so you can just ignore right. everything I said. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was about to Holy. point out, is that he's still priced as a backup keeper, and he is probably locked in as a starter. He started the last two games for him, um, and he's at home again. So I'm probably still on Sean Johnson this week, 2600 home goalkeeper. Wow, that's... Uh, Portland's a, a good team, but I mean, fantasy wise, and that's one of those plays that you almost just have to lock it in and hope yep. it works out be, and take the savings. So um, he's actually I five see... five hundred bucks less after sixteen points. I'm not sure how that. <laughs> yeah, is that? I mean, did that really happen? I don't. Yeah. It seemed like he was priced less than thirty one hundred last week, but maybe not. Yeah, thirty one last. He was twenty six two weeks ago in his first start, and then thirty one last week, and then back to twenty six. Some sort mm. of uh, break in the algorithm, I guess. But yeah, yeah, somewhere. you can forget about Gleason. There's no reason <laughs> to take him with, John- with Johnson at that price. Um, yeah, I don't think. Uh, you know, I was tr- wondering if it was like worth looking at guys like Jack Mack or something like that. But there's just, uh, I don't know. Well, Nagby actually popped up on my radar after his good game uh, Sunday, I guess it was, against the Whitecaps. He he was really active. Mm-hmm. He honestly hasn't really been too high on my fantasy radar. I know he's got a, he's a good player. He's a talented player. But fantasy-wise, it hasn't translated. Yep. Um, but it, it did on Sunday. And it was one of those performances. Like, I, you know, it's kind of like, wow, he's actually, you know, having a big part of the attack and, and contributing. So... Um, if he was still playing, then yeah, I'd, I might consider him, but he's going to be out. So it'll be interesting to kind of see if, if any value plays pop up for the Timbers. Yeah, he came into that match with nine shots this season, and he did miss some time with that ankle injury. But he took eight last week, which is a nice way to nearly double your season total. <laughs> yeah, that free kick was really nice. Yeah. And then you have to think with scoring for the U.S., like his confidence has to be up. Not that you can put a, a value on confidence, but I don't know. Maybe that just uh, inspires him to be a little more attacking than, than usual. Yeah, he's looking good. Keep him on your uh, Copa America radar. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I forgot we we had that coming up. Um, next up is Philadelphia home against Colorado, a team that you and I uh, went a little crazy for the last time JD wasn't on the podcast. It worked uh, out. It worked out, yep. Um, <laughs> we were talking, I think, before you came on, Kevin Doyle, is going to be available for this match. He decided to delay uh, leaving. Um, the uh, He's got a few uh, friendlies to play this week, but he's apparently skipping one on Friday so that he can uh, play for the Rapids on Saturday. They are missing Gashi, though, so that's um, kind of a big hole to fill. Um, who, who do you take advantage of um, from the Rapids because of that, do you go with somebody like like Baji? Like, do you go all the way that low, or do you try to go with Selignac? Or, I feel like home against Philly, who just played for us yesterday, um, you got to take advantage of that somehow. Yeah, I'm actually not looking at either of those guys. Uh, looking uh, at a defender, Mark Birch. He's a uh, hit. He had 17 points 
last game, he's taking corner kicks uh, with Gashi out. He's had five crosses, three crosses, and seven crosses in his last three games. Uh, 3,800 as a defender. So wow. um, for me, then, yeah, like I said earlier, if you've got a defender that's taking corner kicks and there's you know basically just some free points just from the corner kicks that they'll get to take, and I do think that the, the Rapids will get some playing at home, um, without Gashi. So again, uh, with all the absences that they've got, um, Jermaine Jones is out. Um, like you said, Gashi's out. So I think there's going to be some value plays pop up, um, within the Rapids, maybe even a guy like Dylan Powers or Dylan Cerna step up. Mm -hmm. Those guys are, are fairly cheap. Um, they're Cerna's uh, real cheap. Yeah. They're, they're pretty cheap, but I'm, I'm not sure if I would, um, lock them into a lineup, just not really knowing um, kind of what kind of role that they would be playing, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, makes I don't sense. know if, uh, I don't know if powers steps in, if he's going to be playing more as a deep lying, right. Uh, defensive mid, like in place of Jones or, or what, but the one play that does jump out at me is definitely Birch. Okay. Good, good shout there. Um, anybody on the Philly side? Yeah. I assume Barnett roll... is probably the first one. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely probably look at Barnetta again. Let's see, around 6,000. Yeah, he's 5,800. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing, uh, I guess his game last night jumped jumps off the charts at 24 points, but before that it was like 13, 11, and 16. So he's getting all of his points from crosses mostly, mm -hmm. which is fine. Like, we'll take them. Yeah. But <laughs> you really, you really want to get, like, at least – 15 points when you're playing them so uh on the road at colorado sounds kind of funny but it's it's a pretty tough matchup for, for sure him. definitely it makes it a little easier with jones being out but um if i'm taking anybody from philly then yeah it's probably going to be barnetta okay um any thought on sapong not really i mean he did look uh he's definitely involved and, and active and he was you know drawing fouls checking back and trying to receive the ball like around midfield and stuff and and drawing fouls that way gets in dangerous spots but uh for the price i think we already said it he's 6400 a comms 6300 like that's probably gonna be what what uh does it for me on on anybody in that price range because i'm probably gonna be trying to fit a guy like giovinko in next to a com mm -hmm. so probably not going to be playing Sapong unless, you know, like you're, you're really feeling them and, and you <laughs> want to take a roll of the dice in a tournament. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, last game of the day is San Jose hosting Dallas. I've been somebody who's always avoided playing visiting teams against the, the earthquakes. I feel like they're just so much better at home, but, uh, they're not, like the same, I mean, Wando is obviously missing, but he's not shutting anybody down defensively, but um, they're kind of filling in a number of different players. Uh, I think Amaraqua is still out. So do you do you like the Dallas side? Are we, in, in fact, speaking of Dallas, are we sure that Mauro Diaz is coming back? I'm not for certain that he's coming <laughs> back, but I do like Dallas. Um, San Jose is actually missing a good bit of players. They're missing mm -hmm. Godoy, Godoy in the midfield. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Cantero uh, started last game, but he's going to be out with Panama as well. Yep. Um, Simon Dawkins is going to be gone. Mm -hmm. 
So they're going to be a little shorthanded. And, yeah, I could see Dallas having another good performance like they put on against New England last week. Um, again, not sure if uh, if Diaz is back, but if he is, then I like him this week. So you're you're not afraid of the innocent Chad Barrett attacking <laughs> line? No. <laughs> Adam John. That's right, Adam, Adam John. John appearance. Yep, yep. Um, I, how do you like? Um, Tesho seems only playable if Mauro Diaz does not play. Do you feel that way, or or are you okay if he starts? Because I guess a Rudy could, a Rudy isn't like or is questionable again. I'm not sure if he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably stay away from Tesho. If I'm looking at anybody in that price range, he's Tesho is forty six hundred. We mentioned Aguidelo earlier playing at home. He's 4,700. Um, Tesho had a great game last game, 28 points. I think he benefited from a penalty penalty kick, which if Diaz is back, I think Diaz would probably take that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a fan of Tesho. I just I don't know if I would see, could see myself playing him, especially because he's going in that late game. I'd probably end up playing somebody before that so i don't know i mean if you end up with a spot in your utility that you've got to fill at 4600 and comes down to the last game of the night then maybe but (laughs) probably not for me not exactly a screaming endorsement for him no um what about you you had him uh didn't you win a tournament with him last week tesho yeah yeah um it was literally a i don't want to call him like a the last option that I had, but, um, it was basically the last option I had. And, uh, I would love to say that I had him like locked into my lineup all day, but it was one of those that, um, I think there was somebody, I I don't even remember who it was at this point, but somebody like surprisingly didn't play. It wasn't morrowed, but it was kind of somebody of that ilk. And I ended up uh, upgrading somewhere else and I had to drop somebody and it was like, all right, who do I have left? And, uh, Tesho I just like basically scrolled to the most expensive guy I could take and who it was and it was Tesho and I was like oh, I could see Tesho doing something <laughs> New England's not that bad I mean obviously I didn't expect quite what I got out of him but it was nice that he grabbed that penalty early because I didn't even think he'd take that I thought maybe they'd give it to Castillo or something yeah it worked out nicely yeah took down the striker yeah it was nice it was nice. It's unfortunate that, like I said, the MLS ones aren't quite as big as the baseball <laughs> ones. But <laughs> yeah, we'll Maybe get there one, one day. day. Yeah, exactly, yeah. we'll get there one day. Um, all right, that's the Saturday slate. There's only one Sunday game. Um, we have New York City hosting Orlando. Um, Orlando is going to be without um, Seb Hines and um, Mateos and Christian Higita and Kaká. Probably Ramos. And probably Ramos, that's right. Um, however, Kyle Laren loves playing against New York City, so yeah. um, I don't know. I I would assume DraftKings will try to do like a late Saturday, Sunday slate since liter- this is literally the only game on Sunday, but... Um, yeah, they've, they've got posted right now. It's a, oh, okay. three ga- yeah, it's a three-game slate. There's the two late games on Saturday, which is... Philadelphia and Colorado and Dallas San Jose and then they they've paired that with a Sunday game so it's a nice little three game slate there yeah that's not so bad actually um so if he starts do you immediately slot in Frank Lampard at 4,500 
Ah, uh, man. If he starts, is that like a legit thing? Is he? Yeah, I mean, he's he came off the bench last week, and I think they're they got to start him in a nationally televised game, right? At home. Maybe. <laughs> uh he's been man he's been getting some heat from the yeah. the fans and i don't know uh that's a tough one for me let's see who else is who else we've got because if that philly game philly colorado game then tranquillo's in for me um i guess you might have i mean if diaz starts and you're gonna start him yeah, I mean, he's kind of a value, I guess, at 4,500. Mm-hmm. That's, so, that's yeah. why I had to say it, yeah. <laughs> if Like, if I leave a spot open in my midfield or, or utility at that price range, then, yeah, I might consider him. Yeah, like, so who are you more comfortable with, Lampard or Kevin Molino on the road? Uh, def- yeah, definitely Molino. Oh, definitely especially, Molino. Yeah, especially without Kaká, because Molino's going to have to do some more of the heavy lifting. Okay. If, if Molino starts, he hasn't started the past couple yeah. of games. Um. But yeah, at that price point, then yeah, I'd probably go Molino over Lampard. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't. Um, I struggle to convince myself that Lampard will do anything, but close to nothing. But uh, there's no Matarita, so we have probably a Diego Martinez sighting, which um, would be some nice salary savings, I guess. But um, I'm not sure you're really going to get too much. You're not going to get Matarita out of him, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, what if what if we get a um, if Kaká's gone, which sounds like he's probably going to be flying up, flying to join Brazil soon. Mm-hmm. Um, who's going to take set pieces for Orlando? I was going to say it could be Baden if he. Yeah, is it going to be Baden back in the mix? Um, the the weird thing with Baden is I'm not sure where he starts. Like, do they start? I don't like. I'm not sure where he would need to play is open. Right. They've um, got so many gaps to fill, though. Like you got to figure out. It seems like there's got to be a way to to get them in. Yeah, they're basically miss. They have one um, center back and no, and one uh, central midfielder, and it's right. a backup. So like, the problem is like I don't think you throw Bowden or Bodden in there, and like you don't move Brechet there. Um, so like the places where you would need like the places where you would think that the, they would slip in, like doesn't help. That's the kind of the problem I had with figuring out where Baden f- fit in. I assume no Serino um, basically moves right into Kaká's spot, mm-hmm. but I mean, Baptista, he could get a start, um, you know, like winter and Rivas haven't been that great. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's Yeah. It's going to be, I'm, I'm curious to see how everything plays out with Orlando. It's, I like uh, Baptista if he starts. I I really liked uh, Rivas starting again last night. He put up a dud. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, with Kakai out, then both of those guys might have to step up. And against New York City FC, we just saw New York Red Bulls hang seven goals on them. So <laughs> anything's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on this field, no less. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you like David Villa enough to? To pay the eighty eight hundred, I mean that's not like prohibitively expensive on a three yeah. game slate. Yeah, I definitely like him on a three game slate. Um, I know he's kind of what nine points the last game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's, that's that's pretty weak. A point before that, but of course he didn't start. Um, yeah, I'd pay up for him on a three game slate. 
Orlando City's coming off a midweek game. Might be a little tired, shorthanded. Could be a prime spot for Villa to go off. Mm-hmm. Feels like it should happen, but yeah, that doesn't necessarily means it mean it will happen. Yeah, and you got to believe New York City wants to right the ship, so to speak. And and you know, after taking a shellacking like that, they want to come out mm-hmm. strong. And you would think that that's the case, but <laughs> I don't know. We well, you know who the key is dead. to bouncing back. Frank Lampard. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean, what it, Lampard's getting booed by the home crowd. He might want to come out and mm-hmm. score a goal and put his finger up to his mouth. A little, right. <laughs> little hush. I hush assume he could just start for either. Well, probably he moves in for Mikey Lopez, right? Yeah, like that's probably like, where I'd see him. Yeah. Filling in. It's not like they have to take McNamara out or Pirlo. Like they. Um, it obviously just pushes Poku further down the the depth chart, but yeah. he wasn't going to start anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I could see it happening. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's good. I mean, he he was good. They they got him, and people were excited because they thought he could do something. It's just uh, he's just been hurt for so long that like I think people forget that he should be good. Right, and I think people. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, yeah. No, it does, and I think that people are are downplaying the um, severity of the injury, which he's you know making it sound like it's a legit like thing. Like he he really wanted to make sure he was past it and over it before he got back out and pushed it again. Which at his age, I can understand, but you know people watching from afar, they just want to see him play. I mean, they're they're buying a ticket to watch him play, and he's not playing, so. Mm-hmm. I could see where that's building up game after game. And then he finally comes on. It's like, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest issue they had was that they kept saying that he was questionable. Like New York city is one of the few teams that does like an official injury report each week. And they right. listed him questionable for the first like seven or eight games. And then they finally listed him out and then he was questionable again. And uh, they finally removed him from the list last week and then he played but it's like you can't keep telling people that he's questionable and then he doesn't play with what basically his I've only seen as described as like a calf strain and people like those shouldn't take like 10 weeks to recover from. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess his excuse is that it was a little bit more than that. Right. But yeah, I get what you're saying, too. If that's if that's what's being reported, then the general consensus is like, come on, it's a calf strain. Like, right walk it off right right eat a banana (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly um well on that nutritional note let's uh end this podcast we uh i think we made it through every game jd um is hopefully watching the penguins win i admittedly have no idea if they are or not but um since he's not here i can say i don't really care either but um so yeah everybody like um like Scott mentioned, there's that Sunday slate. There's a Friday slate. There's a f- full Saturday one. So um, MLS is the only game in town if you're interested in, in fantasy soccer right now until Copa America starts next week. So this is a uh, hopefully this we can get a nice showing this weekend to get them to get their contests a little bigger. Um, yeah, should be a fun weekend. I think MLSsoccer.com is actually running a free roll 
um, where the winner gets a trip to the All-Star game, too. So uh, check that out. Um, get to watch them play against Arsenal. That's right. That's right. Where is it this year? Soon. San Jose? I believe it's in San Jose, yeah. yeah. So should be a good time. I mean, it's the package looks sweet. Check it out. And it's, I mean, VIP access, all the pregame parties and postgame oh. parties and all that good stuff. So. Very nice. Free roll. Check it out. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you for that. And good luck this weekend. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.